Loretto, after seven years of wellness summits, we are going virtual for the first time. Oh, it's very exciting, MP. For all those wellness couch fans who couldn't get to a summit because of interstate or international travel, now you can join us. No border closures for this one. Join us from the comfort of home on September 11 and 12 for a day and a night of inspiring, uplifting, empowering information, insights, fun, and of course, a bit of frivolity. This is a wellness summit like no other. Imagine cooking dinner live with Joe Whitten from your very own home. Or joining in a group conversation with some of Australia's greatest thought leaders in health and wellness. The theme this year is revolution, and you're invited to join us. Tickets are just 97 bucks. You'll receive lifetime access to the recordings and a stack of bonuses when you register. Proudly brought to you by Positive Mentor. The rundown, the speakers, and all the details are at thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and gee whiz, as always, for the 386th time, I am very happy, very humbled, very excited to speak with the man who doesn't snack at all. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. I have to tell you, I've started snacking. Oh, I don't believe you. You are the most anti-snack person I've ever met. You are Mr. Well, Mister No Snack. Are you seriously snacking? Well, let me tell you the reason. So, so I don't snack all the time, to be honest with you. I really don't. And I don't see the need to have to snack. And I'm not unhappy if I'm hungry. You know, so like, I'm in a, you know, hunger doesn't stress me out. Whereas I, I know some people hunger stresses them out. Um you know, and I, I won't mention Amber's name, you know, in, in this situation. <laughs> that, that, you know, some people that I know get hangry. I don't know so anyone like that. Not even talking to myself at all. or my wife or my kids or my – hangramatic is my one. Melodramatic with a bit of hangry. <laughs> hangramatic. <laughs> now, I do – I am partial to chocolate, I've got to tell you, but I wouldn't consider that to be something that I do every single day. Um and I do like it. Oh, what chocolate have you got? Not the chocolate that you like. I'm not going to say the brand because I love them and it wouldn't be nice if you did it. And I'm going to snack right now just to get your mesochomasophobia, whatever it is. You did going. that on purpose, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did to bait you. Absolutely. You were waiting for that. Yep. I've had it. I've prepared. I've even got it on a, on a platter. I'm being ready to snack in front of your face. <laughs> There's no need for this. There's just no need for it. Anyway. I'm going to mute just for you. I can't you. believe you've done that. Anyway, I'll keep going. can't believe you're snacking into the microphone. It's the worst sound in the world. Anyway, so Amber said the other day that um, she wanted to have a bit of a freshen up. We're going to use this next six weeks as a fresh up. And, um, and so we're freshening up and she said, why don't we do keto? And I said, what sort of keto? And she said, oh, there's this one on Instagram. I, I know, yeah, some Instagram, some keto book feed. 
He wants to flog MCT and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, going, I'm not going to do anything <laughs> stupid like that and buy MCT oil and crap that's all. Let's just do the body blitz challenge, the stuff that I wrote for downsizing. And she goes, is that keto? I go, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, right? Anyway, so I started doing this keto thing. Um, in the first week, I lost two kilos, like me. In, I haven't got lots to lose. Uh, I think yeah, I went from yeah. seventy, I went from seventy-eight down to seventy-five point six. So I lost two point four kilos um, in the first week. Amber lost two point four in the first week, which was cool. She's wrapped with that. You both lost half your body weight um, then. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, jeepers, I've got to put a, put a slow this down a little bit. So I thought I better start snacking. I better get more calories into me so that I don't lose weight as fast. And so this is the thing, right? So if you need to snack, just don't expect to lose weight as fast, right? So I've tried to slow down the speed of my weight loss by snacking. I don't know if you're picking up on that point. I can but. tell that most of our listeners are going, if you're slowing down the speed of your weight loss to by snacking, I definitely don't need to snack <laughs> because most people would not start snacking in order to slow down their weight loss. But for someone like you that weighs five kilos, you probably do. So I need to I'm then... three massive meals. I'm having three massive meals. I'm happy to share those photos uh, later on on the 100 Not Out page. I'll show you what I'm eating. Like today was this beautiful big salad with... Uh, roast pork in it and avocado and feta crumbled over the top with olive oil. It was delicious. Last night I had um, salmon with vegetables. This morning I had eggs with spinach and bacon. I've been having a smoothie. Uh, I've got all this amazing yummy food. I cooked that on the barbecue this morning. I'm happy to share photos of it all so you can see it, but it's causing me when I'm eating this much food, like it's so much food, it's ridiculous. It's causing me to lose weight and I need to slow that down so I decide to start snacking. And in order to stop losing as much weight as what I have been, I'm snacking on celery and peanut butter. Okay. I want to drill oh, – see, I, I want to drill you on this because this is a really um, – there is a serious – I've called this episode the snacking pandemic because it is actually snacking. a serious – issue at the moment that and it's the reverse issue that you have demo whereas people that are now spending so much more time at home uh i have been a career snacker grazer as helen pocock calls it so i don't think this has been such a concern for me but i feel like for people that have worked in offices and are now working from home or whatever it is um snacks are the most popular item at the moment um snacks are thriving in terms of retail but obviously yeah. it's going to only add to the obesity and overweight epidemic which is really let's call that a pandemic as well um and i want that's globesity that's globesity and I, I want to ask you about this on a, on a number of levels one thing is the different body shapes because i really respect what you said over the years about body shapes and how we're all different and we've got to acknowledge uh that and also ancestry like whether ancestry has an impact on snackability, um, yeah, and yeah. also just your 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 um, recommendations at this time. But can we talk about body shape first of all? Uh, can you educate the yep. listeners on body shape and then tie that in with uh, snacking? Yeah, look, there's um, different. Uh, I think it's called anthropology. I think they look at the shape of the body and they, or they look at types of you know body shapes and then 
almost code that to a set of symptoms. And so you might have like a triangle shape, which is skinny at the top and fat down the bottom. Um, you might have somebody's orange-shaped, um, you know, or apple-shaped. Um, so you've got the pear-shaped, the, ap- the orange shape, and then there's the mesomorph, which is like kind Sticking. of solid all the way through. Sarah. And and so and so yeah, so I kind of get all that. But whilst that's an explanatory ex- explanation of shape. Um, doesn't necessarily kind of reveal the cause of that. You know, yes, we'll have a degree of body shape from genetics, but we just need to also understand that our genes um, are only a fraction, but a fraction of the way in which our body will turn out. So our genes are our, you know, they're our uh, our blueprint. They basically tell us how our body should be. Um, uh, um, I'm so distracted by Marcus eating and drinking on this thing. Like I'm just so snack, distracted by snack it. It's really me crazy. So, it's Telling you guys, crazy. what's it called? I won't have this second piece oh. of chocolate, and I I will have tea. Um, what is oh. what is it called? Your mesoco mesocomophobia thing called? <laughs> it's called mesomasticophonia. Can you explain what it is to people? <laughs> it's the fear of the sound of eating or chewing. And uh, what about sipping? Same. Like it's just noises. I'm gonna seriously. I'm gonna have to throw my headphones at the screen. <laughs> All right, I'll stop it. I promise. I'll stop it. I'll stop it. My headphones get- at the screen. Like I'm gonna lose it. We've got a few people <sighs> laughing their heads off though. Anyway, sorry. Okay, no more. No more. <laughs> I'll mute if I sip. So, so stressful. <laughs> oh, it's like watching. Oh, it's like watching Hannibal. Oh, it's like, cruel. It's, Sorry, it's actually, I'm being cruel. I think, I think it's my heart rate. <laughs> so before before we started this podcast, my heart rate was 65 beats a minute. I reckon what it's going to be higher than that in a second. It's 88 beats a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even doing any cardio. I'm just getting stressed out about sounds. Oh, crikey. Okay, um, so body shape and snacks are not real, and your and your desire to snack are in no way related. No. So you've got your genes. Your genes uh, only really come on and turn on as a result of your environment, right? So if your environment supports the co- the reading of a gene set. So let's say, for example, I say, Marcus, choose your own adventure. Do you want to turn turn to page thirty five, or do you want to turn to page eighty six, um, or do you you know want to turn to page one hundred and one? Um, you get to choose your own adventure. You go, I'm going to choose one hundred and one, uh, and so we go, okay, cool. Let's let's turn to page one hundred and one, and it says, well, Marcus, because you chose to eat a Mars bar um, and drink while you're on a podcast with Damo, um, you're now going to have to deal with some weight around your abdomen which is associated with diabetes. Um, we're also going to uh, give you some extra sugar cravings which should last you for the next one to three days, uh, which will increase your risk of diabetes. It's likely to have you eating and craving more sugary stuff, so you're going to put more in it around your tummy. And just without even knowing it, you're going to start to build this nice little bit of belly fat, um, and that's going to have um, you know, that's gonna have an impact on you based on your environment because of the way in which you turned the page of your genes to code out. Mm. Now, if you said to me, Damo, um, I want to go to page 36, I go, okay, cool, let's go to page 36. And you said, I'm going to have some carrots and some peanut butter, uh, and I'm going to use organic peanut butter, and uh, it's not going to have any sugar or anything else that's added to it. It's just a nice Mavis peanut butter, which is just crushed dark roasted nuts, and uh, you're going to have that with some celery. 
And uh, and I go, cool. Turn to page 36. I go, Marcus, because you chose page 36, even though it was loud um, and you deserve a punch in the face. Crunchy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good, healthy snack and uh, I'm not going to give you diabetes. You can live a long, healthy life. And so your body is going to respond accordingly and, uh, and you'll have a better response from that. So I suppose the point I'm trying to make is you get to choose your own adventure. And based on what you do determines how your genes play out. Now, if you set your genes in process, if you get things going and you start to pack on weight in a particular way, let's say it's on your thighs or if it's on your belly or if it's on your back or if it's on around your jaw, your jowls, are they jowls, that's called, or your fedubitas, which is, you know, the fluffy bit under here or the bit that's under here. Like if that's where you're putting on your weight, like that means something. And if you've genetically triggered that to get going, you're going to have to like do a fair bit of winding back. Like if you give yourself heart disease or you give yourself diabetes or you get a cancer, that's not an easy fix. Like that's not, that's not just a stent being plugged in there um, or that's not just, you know, taking some medication to fix a thyroid disease now um, or it's not just, you know, trying to lose some weight to kind of fix diabetes. Whilst all those things are really important, you've actually triggered a gene process to take place. And so then people go, oh, it's just genetic. It's not. It's just you've to- you've chosen that adventure, and we have to unwind that, and, uh, and we've got to go back on. So we've got to, got to go backwards. So your shape is a result of your lifestyle choices. Okay. All right. Extent. This is huge. So it is, for want of a better term, relatively blanket, blanketed. So my follow-up questions, at the risk of sounding like I haven't listened, even though I've heard everything you've said, at the risk of sounding like I haven't heard, no, listened, to anything you just said, I was going to ask you about ancestry. So, does that mean that if you grew up with a, um, if you grew up now, I know this is going to sound almost environmental and definitely not genetic by any stretch, but if you grew up um, in an ancestry that ate very, very, very little, and they were yes. just used to getting by on very, very, very little. Well, part of me is just like, well, it's only common sense that you're going to be someone that just is like doesn't need a lot of food. Just yeah, because just that's just, it's like being imprinted. Um, that's just the environment that you grow up in. It's a real ponder. So yeah, so that's yeah. the adventure that you choose. But you could flip that. I know people who have been very, very skinny, like ridiculously skinny, who then yeah. flip it and choose a different adventure, and now they're very, very large, like really large people. So yeah. you can flip it just by changing your behavior, and I know the reverse of that. I know people who have been very, very large and then flip it and change their lifestyle and get very, very thin. Um, I've also seen people with heart disease and diabetes flip it and then move away from those diseases because they're diseases of lifestyle, right? So, um, you know, we could, that's you can do that and you can achieve that sort of stuff. So uh, I don't – like definitely from an ancestry perspective, there, there's a way in which our body um, interacts with food. I, I suppose um, when we talk about ancestral eating – there's foods that we respond better to because we've become accustomed to eating those foods through our genetics. And so like you and I quip about all the time, we just joke, you know, walking through the valleys of Icaria and I go, oh, my gosh, there's no coconut trees, all those poor paleo people. You know, that means that Icaria, how can they live to 100 because they're not going to be paleo because there's no freaking coconut trees, right? So, you know, you and I laugh about that. But in reality, like if all of a sudden the Icarians start to eat coconut Chips, coconut flour, coconut water, coconut milk, coconut yogurt, coconut 
Desiccated coconut. Desiccated coconut flakes. They roll their, they roll their um, leucomides in desiccated coconut. Like if they start to do all that sort of stuff. MCT oil. Coconut, <laughs> it doesn't even come from coconut, by the way. It comes from palm. It's not even bloody coconut MCT. It comes from palm oil. Um, so you're hurting the orangutans if you're doing that. Um, so it, it, you, you, they will have issues associated with the increase in that type of food in their body, whether that's an allergic response or whether that's a weight gain response or it's a heart disease response or a diabetes response. There'll be some kind of response based on the genes that each of those people have in that culture uh, that will play out as a result of the shift or the choose-your-own-adventure flip to that page, if that makes sense. All right, this is very good. Okay, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm just going to ask the I'm going to ask this question with the with the answer to this question. Does that mean okay. that your blood type also will have no bearing on your uh, tendencies to want to snack or not? It's actually just behavior um, based. It's whether you had a crap day at work, whether your spouse just split up with you or cheated on you, or whether your kids didn't get you know, behave as you expected, all these things that I often think about, ancestry, body shape, blood type, and the rest, just blanket no. I don't think there's any blanket about anything that we're talking about. Um, but what we do see with blood types is a particular behavior. It's kind of like Leo's, you know, like there's no blanket about you guys except you love looking at yourself in a photo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, there's no blanket. Like, you know, whether you're Summer Daly and you're a Capricorn or whether you're Marcus Pierce and you're a Leo um, or Turia Pitt and you're a Leo or Ben Crew and you're a Leo or you're Damien Christoph and you're a Scorpio. Yep. Like, it doesn't matter um, really. Like, it's not blanket rules. But there's, there's little elements that you can kind of look for as clues. Let's say, for example, someone says to me, I say to them, you know, what do you love to eat? You know, if I said to you, we're going out for dinner, you get a chance to choose whatever you like. We've got um, pastas and breads and potatoes and risottos and um, gnocchi. Like we've got all these sorts of things and then we could have ice cream after dinner uh, or we could have um, custard or we could have um, whatever it is, like anything that's soft, white and fluffy. Or what we're going to do is we're going to have, um, you know, a beautiful, you know, piece of fish or steak with some salads and some veggies um, and they can be beautifully prepared and prepared by, you know, Neil Perry and uh, it's going to be absolutely delicious and we're going to have some red wine with that um, and we're going to sit down to a sticky date pudding um, and like so we've got rich flavours with a heavy meal versus soft, white and fluffy, sweet, kind of carby stuff if generally if i get somebody who says i want that you know soft white fluffy stuff i'm going you've probably got type a blood um and if you're going for the more robust food i'm kind of going we've probably got b or o type blood that's kind of where i'm heading with that like it's a clue and so it helps me kind of you know be guided in terms of you know their behaviors and so then i can actually help them um, design snacks associated you know with with their behaviors based on their blood type if that makes sense so it's there's layers to it. Yeah, no, this is great. There's a few people coming in. Carolyn Keane, God love you, Carolyn. She says, you're making me hungry. Uh, Desley Baird, hello, Desley, says, um, also has a lot to do with how your brain functions, question mark. And I think this is where I want to take this next is that the thoughts that we have, and this is where I think corona comes into it as well, 
the thoughts that we have and the nature of those thoughts um, as an avenue to snack more or snack less. Given the pandemic we find ourselves in at the moment, where do you stand on this um, perspective of, of thought then controlling behavior or influencing behavior to the point where people are going, you know what, I'm going to get that extra block of chocolate, I'm going to get that extra pack of chips, I'm going to get that extra snack-a-bite um, and, and thereby then creating these these physical challenges as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's a, it's a learned, that's all learned. So that's a learned behavior. So it's like, um, you know, often when I talk about if, if I don't think – is this microphone working? You sound good regardless. No, I don't know that it is. But anyway, you sound good. Nothing's changed. It's okay. So if I do that, is that any louder? No. Don't worry. Don't do it. Don't change it now because we're at 20 minutes. We're like we're almost gone. No, no I can't no, hear I'm you. Joking. No, you're doing, funny, you're doing that thing again. <laughs> I was only joking. <laughs> oh, you're so good. You're so good. I'm going to start so I'm gonna is... start eating my second piece of chocolate now because of that. Yeah. Bang. Um, so the – Behavior around um, how you deal with stress is 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 teachable and it's correctable. So much the same as if you uh, want to learn meditation or you want to um, if you want to start to exercise to do a marathon or you want to uh, learn how to do yoga or you want to you know do something else. Like if you if you feel like when you're stressed you need a snack. You could, when you feel like and you're stressed and you want a snack, you could choose to have a better quality snack um, or you could choose to deal with your stress slightly differently and go for a walk or you could drink more water first and then probably that will mean that you don't snack as much later, if that makes sense. Can I Sorry. ask this question to wrap up, which is a personal question, um, but it's based on what you're saying. You reckon he's distant now, Carolyn? I don't know. Anyway, well, we'll pop it there because it looks good there anyway. Um <laughs> okay. So, so I at the moment my and and you know people can pop in their um people can pop in their their daily diet if you want to in the comments. I'm sure at some point we'll definitely get back to you. We're not we're not that social crazy that we are on our phones all the time, Dave and I. But we will get back to you eventually, uh, maybe even in five yeah, minutes. Will. But what what? Okay, so I have eggs and greens in the morning. I do a bit of exercise in the morning. Eggs and greens. Yeah. Um, yeah. get the kids off to school and then walk down, get a coffee, come back and then write the book for let's say an hour and then I feel um, somewhat mentally exhausted like I need a break. But I also, and it's probably very learned behavior because it's probably been five or six years of doing the same thing, it's like I'm ready for my CPC. So then yeah. at like 10 o'clock, 10.30, um, I'll have my CPC. Now, I don't know that I would generally say that I'm hungry like I've got a I've got hunger pains. Um but I have it knowing that I will I could go pretty much almost through till dinner if I really mm-hmm. really um wanted to needed to or whatever. I feel like I'm putting a a big foundation at the beginning of the day and then I feel like it but this could all be learnt behavior and completely incorrect. I feel like my brain requires it's almost, it feels like brain food, for want of a better term. I'm sharper. I make better decisions. I've got clarity on all the rest of it. And for me, the rest of the food up until dinner time, it's a bit like like today I had two crackers with cheese and salami on it because I had a meeting in five minutes. I was like, I'm just going to have these two done. And that was lunch, which is not that often, but that was just today. So do, do you think that there's – and maybe I'm asking this because I often wonder about it, but 
Is there any validity to um, having the majority of your calories or the majority of your food in the first half of the day and then slowly declining throughout the day? Or is it, like you said, three big meals throughout the day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Um, Or is it, you know, not so blanket and it is a little bit just find what works for you and let that play out? Yeah, look, I think it's probably more to do with um, see what works for you. But if you think it's working for you but you're not getting the results, then it's not working for you. Mm. I suppose that's that's what I'd like to say. So like if it's not go, working for you as in you're putting on weight or you're not – Or whatever you know, it is that you're measuring. You know, like oh, I'm really tired all the time so I've decided to do intermittent fasting um, or I'm putting on weight so I've decided to, you know, skip mm. lunch um, or I'm – putting on weight so I've gone to a low-fat diet or whatever it is, like, oh, I've got heart disease so I'm going to, you know, follow the Heart Foundation, you know, diet, yep. whatever it is. Yep. Like if, if that doesn't work with that medication, yep. then it's not working for you. Like yep. it's wrong. Like you've got it wrong. Um, there's there's no questions to be asked about that. Like if somebody said, oh, how's that going for you? You can't go, oh, it's amazing but I've still got to take my drugs because mm. that's not working. Um, you've got to, You do actually have to work out what is what is good and then what works for you but what actually gets the results you know so like not works for you because you make it up like it's actually it's not because you wish it to work for you it is does it actually work for you you know ask yourself the question be be realistic about it you know are you being true to yourself like Mm. is what you're doing working for you? this is so good that is so good because and summer has said what is cpc my chocolate pudding cup i'll give the recipe another time um but my cpc cup no, no, chocolate pudding cup, CPC. So, um, if I ever have a, if I ever have a second CPC, if I ever get tired at like afternoon tea time, and I go, yeah. oh, maybe I'll have a shot of chocolate, like a CPC, it never works. It doesn't give me anywhere. It doesn't give me the buzz. I actually end up with more like a sore belly. It's like, oh, I don't need fats at afternoon tea time. I definitely know that if I'm going to have anything at afternoon tea time, it'd be like blueberries, strawberries. Half an apple mandarin. or whatever, mandarin, something yeah. water-rich. As I'm often saying to the kids, do you want water-rich or do you want dry? And I realize that um, in the afternoon, I definitely thrive way more on a lighter, water-rich snack than mm. something heavy. Whereas in the morning, it's the complete reverse. So I think you're, what you said yeah, is right. right. If you don't get the results, which in that case for me was just feel a bit more alert and alive to finish the working day, then then don't do it. And I think that would be a great kind of question to leave our listeners and viewers with is, are your snacks giving you the outcome that you want? I'm not talking pleasure snacks. If you have a a couple of chips, a few crackers with a glass of wine, whatever it is, we're we're talking like the chronic chronic ones which may not be serving you and you think or hope that they do and have you investigated them enough? Because, again, it's another one that's not going to get the headlines during the COVID times it's not sexy enough but when globesity has gone up by 10 or 20 percent as of december this year and people wonder why <laughs> it's going to be because is that everyone's true? Is been that at home. Statistic true no i'm just making it up but it's not going to be that uh, so as house prices have fallen by 10 percent globesity has increased oh. by 10 percent well as people have spent more time at home i have no doubt whatsoever that the global bmi of humanity mm. will be a you know the average is only going up the world's heavier. The world's definitely heavier. The world will sink. Um, all right. 
<laughs> we're gonna go. Um, let's not hit. Let's not. Re- let's not end this Facebook live, but let's end this episode because I want to put something out to our listeners as a little bonus okay. piece All before right. before we end our Facebook right. live. So well, that'll um, be up to you. That'll be up to you to end that. Now you end the Facebook live, but I'll end the recording. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. To our lovely listeners uh, who are listening on their favorite podcast app at the moment, thank you so much for your company. Thank you for listening. If you've been with us for three hundred eighty six episodes, you are one of the icons of the human uh, species. You are one of the best of the best. Uh, thank you for your support. Yeah. To find out more about the great Damien Christoph, head on over to damienchristoph.com. Myself over at marcuspierce.com.au. Uh, thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Cielo and Joe who edit and get this out on socials to any council darling Annie who looks after our Instagram account amongst other things over at 100.notout and you see a, a fair bit of her uh, genius here on the Facebook page as well thank you Annie and uh, until next week folks continue as always to make the rest of your life the best of your life bye for now this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.